what success I think is for me to where like I'm prioritizing and taking care of myself enough to where like I can continue to show up for other people so that like I'm I'm growing as a human being but that's contributing to the growth of other human beings. Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot, these two. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and and get ready to just go with it. Miss Keeler, Miss Keeler, if anyone is a day one fan of this here podcast, they will know you are a recurring guest. We are so excited to welcome Delaney back to the podcast. Delaney, how the hell are you? Give me a quick life update. What's been going on? Um, so life update since the last episode, um, I moved to Denver. So big change from Ooh. my childhood bedroom. We're in my own apartment now and... Um, it's not as glamorous as I thought it would be trust me (laughs) well we'll break it down because this whole podcast is you know about transparency and realness so don't you worry we will break it down but I'm glad that you're in Denver are you liking the Colorado winds I don't know Uh, um, I I just picture it windy I haven't really seen a lot of wind there are random like thunderstorms in the afternoon um which I was not prepared for. Um, and then there's like hailstorms that randomly happen in June. And like last wow. weekend, it was like 90 plus degrees, like the entire weekend. So, but it's so deceiving because it's like overcast. And I'm like, I can't just like look outside and be like, oh, overcast. Like, you stick your head I out the window. Get away with it. Yeah, I have to like step out on my balcony to know what the weather is or like, pull up the weather app like it's yeah it's not california where it's just sunny and 75 all day long last time we uh had you around it was back in the fall quarter and now you're here for the jgwi summer camp so welcome to summer camp we're your camp counselors ashley do you want to like give us a little intro as to what the the framework for this episode is because it was a really good idea and i'm excited to talk about it Yes, the loose um, evergreen framework is that your 20s are a mismarketed decade, and we're going to talk about why. And then we're going to do, which um, I think if I'm being transparent, I stole that idea from Tinks, and if she would ever agree, if her and Seth would ever DM me back about being on the show, we could talk about it with her. But since not- If any of you listeners would like to DM her personally and tell her to come on the podcast, we wouldn't be mad. Yes, the more the merrier. But me and Delaney talk about her all the time, so I figured that's the next best thing. Who else knows her heart? like Delaney and then we're going to do some hot takes for live laughing loving and pursuing happiness in your 20s hot takes both funny and serious hell yeah hot takes honestly everyone talks about the 20s as being your defining decade which it is oh, yes. don't get me and also wrong. that book we want to tear into Delaney that wants book to tear into we that do book. want to tear into yes and it's just I think there's a lot of pressure maybe <laughs> all over your mic <laughs> indeed I live on a farm <laughs> actually in a zoo but disregard. I think there's a lot of pressure on people our age to just like have it together. Like Delaney said, I moved to Denver and it was not as glamorous as I thought it was going to be. And I think that's a harsh reality a lot of us face when we enter post-grad and we figure out our next steps and we just picture it to be one way because we're told that it should be. And oftentimes it's not. So we're going to normalize that. We're going to talk about it. 
Let's unpack it. Let's get into our therapy session, ladies. Please. Yes, you you should have invited Elizabeth, your employer, who knows the therapy better than us. (laughs) Mindfulness. Kathy from the Pepperdine Counseling Center, if you're listening, I'm quaking. (laughs) Oh, I was actually telling Delaney, like, uh like last week or something about how when we were abby dragged me into a group counseling session with her which isn't allowed and kathy wonderful kathy was like abby your time here is almost up and abby was like yeah kathy i know like seven more minutes and kathy was like no abby your free sessions are done you have to start paying after this you can't keep coming here nobody told me it got, was only free to a certain Wait, point i thought the, I thought the counseling me. was free 100 percent. like no that's what I'm saying. No, it's mismarketed, it's- much like our decade that we are living in now. Pepperdine, <laughs> Nickel, so, us wherever they can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Delaney, what's your hot take as to why our twenties are mismarketed? What's your overview into that, and we can get into it. From I don't there. really feel like there's like one specific thing because I feel like so many areas of your twenties are mismarketed. But I think the one that I'm like really feeling the most right now is that like. You have to like decide what you're gonna do for the rest of your life right now, mm-hmm. and like even at work, I like had a annual review, but it wasn't even an annual review because I've only been there for like six months. But um, they were like, "What are your long term goals?" And I'm like, "I don't actually know to stay yeah. alive." <laughs> like really, in this life, all I have to do is die. Like I really don't know what else. I'm just trying to stay alive and like. Well, wow, that's kind of woke. All we have to do is die. I had like a <laughs> my sister's AP psych teacher said that to her in high school, and I like it's kind of morbid, but at the same time, you can kind of think about it as like there's really nothing that you're like it's kind obligated. Of yeah, exactly. Like there's an element of freedom yeah. to it of like there's nothing else that you're really obligated to do except like exist and then not exist at one point. But Yeah, it's like that TikTok audio that's like, we're all just on this earth, we're all going to die, so do whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) Also a dangerous mentality, but that's a song for another time. (laughs) It can get you into Um, trouble, but it's good for the plot line. (laughs) You live and you learn, right, Abby? Living and learning um, every day. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, oh, what is that saying that you say all the time with your cousins, Delaney? Oh, dust uh, mentality. Yes, what is it? Can you explain dust mentality short deviation? So this really all quick? started because um my like cousin and I, towards the end of quarantine, I was like, I'm about to move. Do I shoot my shot? Like w- with a guy, like what what do Always. I do? And like Want to shout him out on Definitely her? Definitely not. <laughs> I'm sure he's an. I'm sure he's an avid listener. Definitely not. Um, but he, like every, I was like, really, just like, I don't even know if I should send this, and just like wouldn't even hit send, or like I was like paralyzed by the text messages, and like he was just typing them, and so she was like, Delaney, stop, like just your dust. We're literally nothing. Just send the text. And I was like, okay. And like, so every time I would just be like, dust mentality and like close my eyes and like hit send, like some whimsical dream of genie thing was going to happen. Um, it ended up working out. I did get the text back. Yep. So, yeah, she did. <laughs> get that bread, get that head, then leave. Am I yeah, right? But now my like new thing is going up to guys at bars and being like, Hey, I think you're cute, and like you should ask me out. And like, aren't you several for several right now? I'm well. I've only tested it out on two guys, so I'm two for two. 
but so far I've been successful, gone on some dates. 100% success rate, you hear that, ladies? <laughs> That's exciting, actually. Good for you. But I, you should start walking up to guys and telling them you're dust, I'm dust, let's make out. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing we do after tonight's going to matter. Let's go make out. I kind of like it. Um, okay, but all that being said and done, back to Miss Marketed Decade, continue. You all, we can... Oh, we were talking about how your job was t- asking you five or long-term, long-term goals. goals, and we don't have any. Our goals are to live. Well, I think that like I definitely have like long goals and ambitions, but I just couldn't in that moment like be like, oh yeah, like I want to get this license and I want to go back to school for this degree, and like I would I want to be on this trajectory like with the company. Like I really had mm-hmm. no answer for them other than like. I want to grow as an individual and a professional, but I have no idea what that looks like. And I don't think that you should like be obligated to get, I think no answer should be an acceptable answer. I think exploring your options Mm -hmm. is a totally valid um, answer to that question. So plus curiosity is a good thing. Why are they trying to kill that? I don't know. That's so true. Okay, I just saw a TikTok. This is related. I don't think we can go for one singular episode without bringing up TikTok. No. But this is related to exactly what you're saying about just having a curiosity for life and different interests and passions and just seeing which one, where things take you. Because there was this quote from Sylvia Plath in the bell jar. And we got a big was, Sylvia fan over here. <laughs> I don't trust me. Never read the bell jar. Didn't have to read it in high school. Not going to read it now. But this quote on TikTok was really good. And it was all philosophical about this girl looking at a fig tree of her life and all of the branches and all the different ways that it could go and all the things that she wants. And it's kind of like, can't decide between if I want to run a half marathon or if I want to travel to Greece or if I want to get married in the next five years and have four kids and be a Pilates mom and take my kids to soccer. Like you can't have it all. Sylvia Plath is thinking about Pilates. Indeed she was. (laughs) I'm trying to modernize it for the modern man, but basically it's all these different ways your life could go. And you obviously can't have all of them. They can't all go in all of the, there's not enough time. Like you said, we're dust. We're just, we have our time and that is it. And if you sit at the base of this tree, just looking at all the branches, eventually she watches them all wither up and die and just fall to the ground. And then you don't have any options. So the whole point is to just kind of pick a branch, go in that direction, and it'll branch off to something else. And that's really all we can do, as opposed to be paralyzed by our fear and not pick one in the first place and just be overwhelmed by choices. That's like this book I read called The Midnight Library. If you want to <laughs> go in depth on that, everyone pick it up and read it. Scholars. My God. Uh, I was going to make a joke about the dust mentality last one. If any of us get cremated, we could have dust mentality put on. Just engraved. <laughs> the urn. Before I'm cremated, please get a tattoo on my inside of my lip saying dust mentality. <laughs> oh God. Can you imagine coming to her dead body and... <laughs> <laughs> can you work on dead people oh my god <laughs> she'll hold her stuff for you, don't worry no honestly just hashtag dust mentality on the goodbye post <laughs> i'm unwell okay my take on the mismarket a decade i might be stealing the, all of this from someone else but um or Most from another conversation are no original thoughts on this podcast 
Right. This is all paraphrasing. Actually, we're doing the work so you don't have to the heavy lifting. But the thing about it being a mismarketed decade is everyone acts like in your 20s. I probably told both of you this already, but I'm saying it for the public ear. In your 20s, everyone acts as if you have to want to travel to a new country every summer. You have to go teach a foreign, I mean, English in a foreign country. You have to write a book. You have to fall in love. You also have to be single. You have to want to move to three different states between now and 30 and Mm -hmm. make a ton of friends there but also have enough time for your high school friends and do it all. But that's ridiculous. What if you don't want that? What if you only want two of those things or none or all? But everyone acts like you have to, especially today with Instagram and everything, everyone acts like you have to want. And especially with TikTok, everyone acts like you have to want it all and do it all or you wasted your 20s. You might as well not have lived them if you didn't do those things. Especially the (laughs) vacations thing and the traveling because people are always like, when you're older, you're going to have kids and you're not going to be able to travel. Or starting a business. Yeah, and all of that's true, but at the same time, that's not everyone's dream. And, like, let's normalize people not wanting to go to Bali, like, every two seconds and not having the money to also. And maybe not everyone wants to go work on below deck for a summer. Or, I sure or, do, though. So casting no. people, sign me up. Or maybe not everyone wants to go live out of a van for, like, a summer and monetize it. Like, maybe that's not what everyone wants. <laughs> and maybe we shouldn't criminalize them for not wanting those things. And also, no one wants to work in our generation. (laughs) I'm just going to say it now. No one wants to work because we see everyone romanticizing the shit out of their lives, which is great. What's going to happen when we're all at the age of managerial levels, 40s, 50s? Are we just all going to say, sorry, guys, see you once a week? Yeah, (laughs) it's going to be a a dog-eat-dog world at that point. Well, no, there's no eating. There's no competition. Everyone just wants to lay over and do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a nap time about right about that. (laughs) Okay. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, this is the time where you respond. (laughs) Sorry that we are bulldozing the conversation, Delaney. You may have your turn. (laughs) Share your piece. I feel like we're all sitting in a jail cell, just like shooting the shit a little bit. (laughs) Jail cell. (laughs) We're all dust. Life means nothing. And we don't want to work at all. Yeah. (laughs) I die far in the middle of like uh, uh, outskirts of Oklahoma, Tulsa. I don't know. Um, I mean, I feel like you guys just really like wrapped up, put a bow on that that topic of conversation. That's why they pay us the big bucks, or that's why we're waiting for someone to pay us the big bucks. Yeah, for real. Steering this damn conversation, <laughs> conductors of life. But I think, like I said to Ashley the other day, I was like, I'll I will literally like be shouting this until the day that I die. That like, like. The example is that Oprah would not be Oprah unless Oprah had to do everything in her life sequentially to become Oprah. So, like, why are we... Please explain. (laughs) Same with Tolly and Firefly Lane. (laughs) So, like, Oprah did not, like, start or have her own talk show when she was, like, 22. Like, it it took her a minute to get there. And so, like, why are we, like dying at the fact that we haven't made it at the ripe age of 22 23 when like oprah was right. not even oprah at when she was 23 so i mean she was oprah that's her name okay. birth given right <laughs> <laughs> but she wasn't the empire that she Ex- became exactly, i know what you're exactly. abby breaks fallacies everywhere <laughs> the um, oprah fallacy let's dive yeah. into it and also no, everyone so is so true that's so true and also, that was profound, Abby. <laughs> also, 
everyone acts like you have to have started several different businesses totally. two out of three should have failed one is like a massive success because now's the time to do it because you have all the freedom and all that and I have never even had a strong desire to like live in New York City but just based off everyone else romanticizing it the books were movies totally. about being in your 20s and living in New yes. York I feel guilty if I I feel guilty if I don't do that in my 20s, which is stupid. That's mismarketing right there. It's all the movies and shows and TikTok that's making me think I have to spend time in New York. I don't even like New York. have to sue for false advertising about our 20s? It's false. And I want my money from my lawsuit. Well, I think like... And Tink's... Yeah, thank you. (laughs) No, I did give Ashley this piece of feedback where I told her that she should speak up more in the podcast. And she's really just taken taking that and run with it so you told me that like six months ago yeah taking her constructive her constructive notes and running like ask me for feedback I'm happy to give it but um like my mom has always said that there's not like work-life balance there's just priorities and like I've heard kind of different variations of that so like whenever I tell her like I feel like I'm literally dying right now like with work she's like do it do it now like while you can make this the priority and like while you have the time to burn yourself out do it burn yourself out and like I think that's kind of I mean well that that kind of scares well that might not be the healthiest (laughs) mentality I think it is like nice to have somebody in your corner that like knows kind of like where you want to go and like what it's going to take to get there but at the same time like she's right in the way that like everybody's like oh you're not gonna have time to have like do stuff when you have kids but it's like your priorities are just gonna change but like you could also still like run a business and have kids I've definitely I -hmm. mean how many CEOs do that um yeah this isn't 1950s (laughs) anymore ladies kids are in a death (laughs) sentence yeah we act like the second we have kids our lives are over and we're all gonna shrivel up and die we act like the second we turn 30 like we're not allowed to ever move to europe or like <laughs> have like really exciting things happen or starting new life's businesses. over <laughs> in the movie city slickers <laughs> they're sitting around the campfire profound. that was actually really really profound and they're talking to what's his name abby and they're asked talking about the meaning of life and at, is it towards the end of the movie where he's like, like the us. meaning of life yeah, he's t- at the end of the movie, one of the characters is like, the meaning of life is like one thing. And they're like, what does that even mean? But the point of it is everyone has one thing that's their thing for them. That's the thing they're chasing or the thing that is like the most important to them or their idea of success. Everyone just has one thing and it's different for everyone. I don't know that I like it. You don't like that? I don't think I like that. I think I liked it the first time you told me, but now that I'm hearing it again, wrong, maybe. Maybe I one thing. That's the whole opposite of what we're trying to say. We're trying to say no, that no, there doesn't I'm have to be one thing. No, I'm just saying priority wise. Like your one thing shouldn't match everyone else's. Like if everyone else's one thing, like, I is think like- my one thing, if I had to pick, would be <laughs> someone to fall in love with, like forever, forever and ever, my whole life, just my soulmate until we're old as crap. I think that's my one thing. <laughs> until you're dust. <laughs> until we're literally dust. Yeah. Until we get matching lip tattoos that say dust mentality. <laughs> That's a good name for a funeral home. It's <laughs> a good name for a band. We're coming up with band names left and right. Ashley's just actually come okay. up with so many different business ideas in the past week. And I'm like, I'll tell you later because I don't want to advertise it, Abby, but I found a, a gap in the market the size of the Grand Canyon. That Stop. I want to tap into, but I, uh, <laughs> I was telling Delaney because she's smarter than both of us put together. So, but I'll tell you later. All right, great. Well, I'll collab later, off yeah, camera. But, um, okay, another another um, aspect 
Um, or actually I want, was going to say earlier, Tinks has talked about on her story how her 30s have really blown away her 20s because you have more money, you are mm-hmm. more confident, you're more self-assured, you know what's up, you've True. lived some life, you've made a bunch of mistakes, and you're more yourself when you're 30. So just like when you're all 17, you're like, these are the glory days. Like, this is it. We are so young. We'll never be younger than we are right now. And then you're in your 20s and you're like, wait, this is so much better. I think that things just keep getting better and better. Not to be internally optimistic, but (laughs) they keep getting better until we die. It sounds good. I think the stages stages of your life, if they're what you want in that moment, that means life just keeps getting better. We just never reach the Mm -hmm. apex. It's just a continual climb. Yeah. Well, I think it's also good vocabulary, Delaney. I'm here for that. Yeah. I think also it's all about perspective, too. Like how we're saying the defining decade, it's mismarketed. It is because it's, we think we look at what everyone else is doing and we think we have to have it all and we have to do it all and we don't have enough time. And if you don't do it by the time you're 30, you're dead. But yeah, like we're saying, each decade, if things get better, it's all just perspective. Like you look at every every time we have a huge life change, like whenever we do get married, if that's something you guys want to do, or when we have our kids, when we are empty nesters, like all the big life chapters, like if you're just focused on all of the amazing things that's going on right now and not what could have been or not what was, then I think that's what makes a happy life, honestly. And like, that's what we should be doing now in our twenties because nobody knows what the hell we're doing. No one, not a single person. And we all just pretend like we do, but if we just focus on what we do have and just have a good perspective, like we'll be happy no matter what I think. Right. Yeah. From if I zoom out, If I zoom out, someone that I think has her life extremely, like, together is Delaney, and I know she actually doesn't. So, <laughs> Thanks. Delaney, she's you're doing just projecting that from, you have from a projection, uh, it appears that it is extremely together. Also, Abby, kind of what you were just saying, there hasn't been a single stage of my life where if I look back on it now, even the parts where I was unhappy in the moment, that I don't, like, kind of feel nostalgic for that's beautiful and I don't think that's everyone's experience but that's probably not at all but (laughs) so far that's what I can tell I really love that for you that makes me back to them but I'm still like oh like that's nice like that was nostalgic like I kind of miss it in some small ways is it kind of like just the feeling that you'll never be able to get it back and you'll never be able to do that again Mm, be that young again that carefree maybe just like oh like I, like, maybe lived there and I didn't appreciate it enough. Like, or Mm. I, like, was with these people and I didn't, like, appreciate it enough, even if, like, it wasn't the best thing in the whole world. Right. What does success look like to each of (laughs) you? Go. I just wanted to ask Delaney if she feels deep nostalgia and sentimentality like we do. I I mean, definitely. I Have you watched the movie About Time yet? (laughs) No. (laughs) Fun fact, I don't really watch television or films. They're not. They're not my favorite. Freak. Oh my god! I, you're such I a weirdo. It's like weird. As part of the greatest, like the scope of human emotion, is best mm-hmm. encapsulated in film. Okay. Thank you for your your opinions and thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't give two shits about that. Um, I think that like after moving, I definitely I had this moment the other day where I was like, all my friends were over at um, like my childhood best friend's house and they were making pizzas like in this pizza oven that they got for Christmas. Uh, and I already have FOMO and yeah. I don't even know. And him. I was like, Abby's already nostalgic yeah, for the moment. And I had this like, my best friends now have memories without me. And like, Ugh. I was like what I would give to like still be a part of them. And I was like, but it's also okay because I'm making my own without them. And like, mm-hmm. I think that's just growing up, but I think that kind of realization was like, 
a tough one. So yeah, I don't like that. It's so upsetting. I think that is. That's like I told up. in Austin. I told this is stupid, but in Austin, Allie had her hair up. I was like, Allie, your hair looks really good like that. She's like, Oh, I actually wear it like this all the time around at home now. And I was like, Don't say that. I don't want to hear it. I don't care what you do when I don't know. As far as I know, you don't exist when I'm not hanging out with you. <laughs> that's so true and it's so hard especially at this point in our life because it's not like we have established our own routines it's not like we've started families and we're figuring out what yeah, the when heck. you have it's families just, it's a lot easier we're all just kind of in limbo like people are moving and to it, cities and people are starting jobs and they're quitting jobs and they're figuring out what the heck they like and what they want to do and it's just so strange and everyone's on their own little path it kind of is all dust kind of until <laughs> until you like are either engaged or have a mortgage. I don't believe anything that anyone's okay, wait, doing. Okay, wait, I have like none of it is permanent until you are engaged or have a mortgage. I've, so I have a baby few inside hot you. takes on this. So like I recently yeah, was yeah. like in um, my phone might die by the way, but disregard okay. it. Um, I was recently in a friend's kitchen and I was like. I used to think that home was like a person, not a place. And I was like super set on that. But then like now every time that I go back to Orange County, it doesn't feel like home. And like Denver doesn't fully feel like home yet. Like Rena, I just got here. Really? And so like, I think it's also, it's that combination of like people who like know you so well, you don't have to explain yourself, but also like a mm-hmm. physical place that feels like safe and consistent. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like a little displaced at the moment. Wow, this episode is just going to like put depressing as a That's a hot a take. No, honestly, I really appreciate the vulnerability. Like yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Please keep it coming. She's like, sorry, keep it coming. I was getting like a little teary. I don't know. I was talking about the pizza oven. Um, and then, oh, damn it. Did you feel that way when you were at Pepperdine or did you go home pretty often? So you didn't so, like... So fun fact, my freshman year, I actually... Oh, this is what I wanted to talk about, friends. So my freshman year, I had a boyfriend and I decided that I was just going to like have his friends as my friends. And then... Gross. <laughs> yeah. That was so stupid. Um, <laughs> and then we broke up. <laughs> you sound like a cat, cacking up a hairball. We broke up and then I didn't have any friends. So um, I went home every single weekend do you think I rescued you? Um, like studying abroad. Okay, so <laughs> Jeez, Ashley. This is gonna get like super <laughs> sad. Um, so Ashley thought I'm that I was like so scary when we studied abroad together. Yeah, I did were intimidating when I saw um, yeah. But really really me. I was just we like roommates. grunge because my grandfather had just passed away. And then I like left a month later to go study abroad. And so I think that like even though I, I just don't know if Ashley and I would still be as close as we are today if, like, our relationship hadn't started off on that level of vulnerability. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think one of our first conversations, I was, like, walking, like, in the financial district, like, after we had left the Shard and, like, sobbing on the side of the street, walking back to the tube station, carrying my mm. heels. Like, I think I was wow. a little drunk. That's a visual for you. It's a visual. I think I was a little drunk, but yeah. <laughs> um, it was abroad. Everyone was a little drunk at all coming times. Coming back to it, like, f- making friends is, like, pretty difficult if you think about it, um, especially with, like, 
the, it's probably one of the hardest things about human existence, if I'm being yeah, honest. Making quality friends like making connections, that you really yeah. can trust. Yeah. yeah totally. And so, like, I think I had this expectation of, like, I'm going to move and it's going to be so whimsical. I'm just going to, like, meet all of these people, like, out and about. And it's, like, everybody here is super nice, like, way nicer than back home. But – and everybody's like, kind of a transplant, too, and, like, looking to make friends. At the same time, that doesn't mean that, like – it's not still super difficult to just go up and be like, Hey, like I noticed that you're like rollerblading. I like to roller rollerblade. Like we should, we should do that together. <laughs> like it just feels super uncomfortable. <laughs> um, right. But I definitely thought like I was just going to like move here and somehow accumulate this friend group. And like, we were going to have like this group chat and like hang out and every weekend calm, yeah. and have barbecues and go paddleboarding and hiking. And like, that just hasn't happened, but that's okay. I saw a TikTok that was talking about the reason we're all so disillusioned about our 20s and the reason we like TV shows like How I Met Your Mother so much and Friends is because it's such a tight-knit community and you're like mid to late 20s, which doesn't really exist, but a tight-knit group of like six people that go to the same bar every Tuesday night and go to the same like <laughs> restaurant that's every like so Thursday true. night. And that's why we crave that like consistency and we crave like that and it's that's mismarketing at its finest sure. <laughs> is those TV shows. You only get that, that in college. That is a really good hot take, yeah. So yeah. if you're in the Denver area and you like roller skating, paddleboarding, or hiking, <laughs> Delaney is open for business or ready for friends. <laughs> Hit her up. Open for business. Boys, girls, open we're open to all. Let's do it. Anything, yeah. Um, my question was about Pepperdine. Did you feel this place being at – or you said you went home every weekend, so it didn't give you a chance. But what about you, like junior year? Um. Like the older you yeah, got. so the older I got, I think like sophomore year I didn't go abroad, um, which was challenging in its own way. I think it was the right choice. It also it like oh my god, that was one of the hardest times of my life. I didn't go abroad for a semester, and it was quite frankly one of the hardest times of my it's, life. It's really hard, but also like I wouldn't have been able to have graduated early, and there were a lot of things I would not have yeah. gotten to do if I didn't do that. So I'm like not upset about that choice I still got my abroad experience I would have rather died than graduated early I love college <laughs> <laughs> I'm regretting not graduating late I'm just kidding. that's actually such a huge feat like I'm totally joking to each their Abby. own like that's actually amazing that you did that I just wish I could stay for like seven well do you years. guys remember the last episode where you guys were like college was such a fever dream it was whimsical we loved it and I was like it was the most traumatizing oh, yeah, yeah, three yeah. and a half years of my life <laughs> the end yeah I, I guess I it just depends there. If I could stay there forever, I would. Abby, did I ever tell I'm, you that on the first day of sophomore year, I came home from classes and I literally came back to my dorm room and I cried so much. No, that's so sad. But those are one of, that's one of the times in my life looking back now where I'm kind of nostalgic. Like it was nice. Like I was still even in Malibu. I was like right. more independent and I was still like had friends, <laughs> but it just like wasn't the same. But and I'm still nostalgic for that up, looking back on it. Yeah. To clear things up for those who don't know, like kind of the the ecosystem at Pepperdine like how it all works when you when you're a sophomore you pretty much go abroad like that's how it works that's how they push it that's how they build their curriculum that's what they push for and so like if you're a sophomore staying on Malibu campus and you're not somewhere else it can be really really lonely so that's that's what we're talking about it could about. be horrifically lonely your whole class that you just made friends with freshman year they're all gone there's like a quarter of them left the hot take and god forbid we're stuck in Malibu the hot take though on that yeah, is yeah. that like once everybody came back from abroad they were like I don't actually know who my friends are anymore exactly so yes as the semester progressed I got to know juniors and everything just worked out seamlessly yeah but then I like because I had stayed 
but then this is kind of where my life fell apart senior year. So because I had stayed, all of my friends were <laughs> the grade above me. And because I was in all of their classes anyway, it just made sense. But then once they graduated, I was like, yeah. well, I'm fucked. So back to square Pepperdine one. <laughs> and Pepperdine isn't very helpful for making friends if you like don't go exactly according to plan with the abroad stuff. Right. It, it kind of a, screws you up. And if you go abroad and you're just like not vibing with the people you're abroad with and you get back, yeah, it's and you're not like, oof. conducive for friendships. Yeah. Okay. Back to our hot take. Oh, so a question I posed to the class a little bit earlier. We can breeze through it. But what does standing from where you're sitting right now, or looking from where you're sitting, <laughs> looking from where you're standing sitting right at now, my standing desk in my parents' standing, closet. standing or looking from where you're at right now, what does success look like to you? Ah, <clears throat> uh, yes. I was this- hoping we'd come back. Yeah. You already had an answer in your head. Nah, I don't. I, okay. I'll come up Dylan, with one in thirteen seconds, though. So. Um, <laughs> Off to the races. What you learned in boarding school is Abby <laughs> uh, all work and no play makes Abby a very dull boy. <laughs> <laughs> I write it on the board a hundred times. Yeah. Um, um, I think success. Oh, I have a woke answer. Everyone, prepare yourself. I think success looks like personal growth and fulfillment a feeling of fulfillment and happiness in whatever stage that you're in and I don't think it has anything to do with even the people you surround yourself with I don't think it has to do with money or your career or whatever I think it's a feeling of contentment and fulfillment and appreciation for the space that we're in and a constant feeling of growth and pushing yourself to be better because I feel like the age-old saying if you're not growing you're dying I feel like that's become really strong and printed on my heart recently Because it's kind of true. Like that's when people start to feel depressed is like stagnation. Like you just don't know what the heck you're doing because you're not kind of like seeking those outlets too, trying something new. If it's just something creative, I'm not saying go switch your career path every two months, but I'm saying like try something new, learn a new language, try to make a friend, go to a bar alone, go to a concert alone, like just do things that make you personally feel alive and push yourself out of your comfort zone. And if that makes you feel like you're growing and like you're content and you're fulfilled in that exact moment, then I think that's what success looks like. Thank you and good night. <laughs> I hope you answer. Please validate me. Someone tell me it was good. It's going to go buy a motorcycle to fill um, a rush of adrenaline and movement. <laughs> and, and, and not learn how to drive it at all. Yeah. We'll go on blindfolded. <laughs> um, no, that was good. That was good. I think, Thank I think you. that what, Abby's answer has validated for me is that everybody's version of success is going to look really different. Oh, totally. What's yours? (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for getting there. (laughs) Um, It's not like a one size fits all. Like I think for me, it, it definitely falls along the same lines, but it's like, how can I fill my cup so that I can fill other people's cup? And like, that's, Oh, that's like what beautiful. success I think is for me to where like I'm prioritizing and taking care of myself enough to where like I can continue to show up for other people so that like I'm I'm growing as a human being but that's contributing to the growth of other human beings well that's a really healthy mindset how wholesome is that that's wow. really good that's I really, wanted to make really a joke good. but I didn't want to ruin your wholesome no, you can what yes. is it I was just, when you were saying like success isn't one size fits all, I was just going to say there's no room for success at Brandy Melville because (laughs) everything is one size fits all there. (laughs) Screw that place. That's the hill I'll die on. We were in Brandy Melville like 
right before I moved and I was like oh, I remember when I had an eating disorder like or something like that <laughs> <laughs> literally promoting horrible body I think image you've body already moved. I think we hang out more after you oh I did come back it was yeah I think it's it was for graduation vibes yeah it definitely was for graduation vibes but it, it's I think Brandy Melville's like that reminder for me in high school of like how I thought yeah. that like I if I was like a certain size that I was like gonna be happy in my life was gonna be perfect that's what we thought success was back then was fitting into those brandy clothes and you know what it ain't it that's not what success is trigger warning to anyone who's been personally victimized by brandy as most that, girls have you have a vendetta against them I do have a vendetta and I would like to die on that hill I would me and my lip tattoo dust to dust yeah, we're collecting a lot of future endeavors here. Anyways, I think that was really beautiful, Delaney, and I really very liked well your said. answer a lot. Thank you. That's really Ashley, good. Ashley, your turn. Ooh, ooh. Okay. I think, I feel like we're in a Socratic seminar in college, and I miss it. Maybe we should change the title of the podcast to Socratic Seminars. Um, <laughs> And every week we could do a new subject, the, the actually. The listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All the Aristotle fans will come running. <laughs> Socrates. Uh, it's literally why it's called Socratic. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a joke. I know. Um, oh, my phone just died. It's okay. We can continue. Um, anyways, Cheers. I think that success is. Um, I mean, success is having people that you love very, very much, and getting to have really good experience with those people. And I think that success is seeing a lot of the world and meeting a lot of new people and having a lot of good stories to go back and tell those people you love a lot. And I think it's having relationships with people. And I think it's also contentment with um, average parts of your life. And I think that success can be found with either a person or people that you love or a place that you love. And a lot of bonus points if those things all line up together. Which takes time. Make, hence Oprah. Which, tend, <laughs> which Oprah <laughs> has it down pat. But I think success is having relationships that you care about immensely. This is my non-rambling version three political points people that you care about and relationships that you care about immensely and that mm -hmm. love you a lot and that you invest in them and they invest back and they feel like home to you i think it's having a lot of good stories from seeing a lot of neat places and having a lot of fun experiences and i think that it's having a place that feels like home even if there aren't necessarily people there that a place that really does truly feel like home mm -hmm. even if it was just you alone there and yes bonus points if the people in the place all line up so, and the whole point of this episode is that we, you don't have to have all those things just in your 20s. <laughs> in your point. 20s is where you figure out what that's going to come, how that's going to rear its ugly head, as I said earlier today, yes. how that's going to all play out. But yeah, that's very true. And if you watch About Time, it would tell you that success is living life each day and finding the beautiful moments in each day so much that you cherish it. And that you wouldn't even want to go back in time if you had the capability <laughs> to because you love your life so much. We're such freaks. We're such freaks. But honestly, like, serious recommendation if you have not seen About Time, like Delaney hasn't because she doesn't watch movies. It really teaches cool. you how it really teaches you how to live. You you know, I'm not kidding. Like, you should watch that movie. It's really good. I I'll put it on my summer list. I'm begging you. Don't even put it on the list. Like, do it tomorrow. With what? <laughs> Don't put it on the list. Put it on the TV. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's on Netflix. That movie taught me to be watched. That movie taught me everything about living a content life. That's what it is. It's contentment. That's what I'm saying. Success is 
not contentment because that like leads to stagnation, but it is a feeling of, I like where I'm at and I can appreciate all of the things that are in my control right now. And like at my disposal, I, playing the cards. I think out. that like what you're really getting at is like to live in the present moment, like don't live in the past. Yes. And like, this is definitely a note that I think like Ashley could take is don't live in the future and cr- like worry about things that don't exist. Like the future doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Like what, is there anything other than like what you're experiencing right now? And so, I don't need to right. worry about meeting my husband by 26 and a half. Exactly. Right. So we can be married at 28. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Or have the down payment on the place. Like for all, like, I mean, you can't, to quote Tinks, I was, she was like, you can't think you're like crush into existence. And I was like, literally watch me. I'll manifest him. <laughs> but also like you can't like it's true that it's like in the future and so like you can't you shouldn't worry about things that don't exist and like that also it's leads so to like self-sabotaging like just be, mm-hmm. be in a state of contentment so that you can enjoy the present moment but that doesn't mean that you can't have goals and still be striving to p- pursue the next adventure the two it's not I think that like it's hard because we get pretty dualistic about life, but like life is not dualistic. So can you explain what you mean by dualistic vocab for dummies? (laughs) (laughs) Dualistic means two. We got two, two what? Two realities, like your future and your present. Um, Okay. So it's, I don't want to misspeak. So I just looked it up. We won't know any different if you um, do. Okay. <laughs> it's time to fact check. But it's a theory that considers reality to consist of two irreductible elements or modes. It's it's like a good or bad. And like I, I quoted. Oh, like life's not black my, and white. Life isn't black You're and white. To... Like it's just a bunch of gray and like. It's fluid. True. And so I think that like it's not like I told Ashley this the other day. I was like, it's not that like when you make a decision it's not a right or a wrong decision like it it's just, it's a, just decision. a decision and it, it develops how I think you stole that from Elizabeth actually okay well <laughs> just, again no original thoughts you guys we're paraphrasing everything we we've ever learned up, Abby we should have called the podcast no original thoughts yeah I think that would have brought in a lot more listeners too than just go <laughs> <laughs> but I I mean I think it's like I'm sharing that because it's relevant and like yes mm-hmm. that idea is not an original thought but it's one that's definitely resonated and so like yeah. th- there are definitely th- like pieces of advice that like you've been given throughout time that like do not like you're like in one ear and out the other and there are ones that like you can think about for days a- and that's do you have a notes totally. in your phone where you keep your advice you guys no, no, but I think I should. Or like no advice that other people tells you. Or like it's actually one-liners. called this podcast. I record every thought <laughs> I've ever had, and I put it out for other people to hear. <laughs> Abby wanted some recordings of my voice for something, and I was like, "Well, thank God you've got sixty hours of them. <laughs> Go listen." Um, I was gonna say, oh, um, Delaney, what was your hot take about this? This one's more just like fun and flirty. But what was your hot take about Red Bull? Oh what? my gosh. Okay, so. <laughs> As we're learning and loving and pursuing happiness, what was your hot take on this? So I, this past weekend, just was going out, having a bit of fun, as as people do in their 20s. And as they do. Um, 
the mood was, well, everybody else was ordering vodka Red Bull. So I was like, oh, why am I going to stray from the pack and like order something else? So it just... Because you know what's good for you. Why would you ever deviate from the norm? Yeah. I I was just, honestly, I did not want to have to think of another drink, even though I, every time I go out, I get a gin and tonic. So I don't know. There's literally nothing to think about. It's just two words, gin and tonic. Take out the end. Thank you. (laughs) You forgot and. Well, I learned that lesson the hard way because I felt terrible the next day just because like Red Bull is such an intense drink on its own. Like the Mm -hmm. energy aspect. And then like you have the vodka and it's just like a mix. What would you have done if everyone ordered Four Locos, Delaney? I don't think that's available at bars these days. I've never (laughs) seen a Four Loco behind the bar. Gas stations and back alleys only. (laughs) We were like, what if someone ordered a round of cocaine, Delaney? What would you do then? (laughs) (laughs) If they jumped off a bridge, would you do it too? (laughs) Anyway, sorry, go on. You felt um, a little shooketh by the vodka Red Bulls. I felt a little shooketh. And so um, Ashley was like, I'm so confused by your choice. And I was like, my hot take is that people who order vodka Red Bulls need therapy. But I was more or less just like a hot take on myself and like what I think I need to do as my next step in my mental health journey. And overall therapy. wellness journey is to not order vodka Red Bulls and probably start seeing a therapist. <laughs> and if that's not growing up, I don't know what is. That is the hottest take. Yes, that is true. I can't imagine drinking that at this stage. I think my heart stage. would stop. It's actually shocking because I feel like I used to drink those abroad a lot, but that might have been the only time. Freak. I also did a lot of Jaeger bombs. It was a weird <laughs> era. <laughs> I was telling Delaney a while back, I was like, are we too old to be acting like this? And she was like, you're 22. And I was like, I know, but like, not like society wise, like my physical body. <laughs> Willing and able bodied. Yeah, it's true. I did not recover from that Austin Bender for a good three days. It was actually shocking. Yeah, it was horrific. I mean, I like... One of my best friends here, her her boyfriend's almost 30, and he was telling me about, like, a two-day hangover, and I'm like, that do those exist? Oh, like, I was super confused, and then he was like, oh, just you wait, you youngster, and no. I'm not looking forward to or that Or I feel day. like 30-plus people would be like, oh, like, two glasses of wine gets me hungover, and I just, like, can't become oh that. Oh, my God. What then? What then? <laughs> Maybe then we all just become sober. Ten years sober just for our non-hangovers. Sober sisters. Yeah, with sisters in Christ and in sobriety. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, Delaney, do you have – this is going to be a whole other episode at a later date, but in a brief form, do you have any hot takes for financial literacy in your 20s? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Ashley, no, you cannot throw this in at the end of this episode. Uh, We're 47 minutes in. That has to be its, it's own Okay, thing. one sentence. But my financial hot take about your 20s is that I think there's a huge expectation to, like, make a lot of money – your first job out of college and to like have 10,000 side hustles and um, like invest and know everything that there is to know about like cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. and like it's just Bitcoin, Dogecoin, who? I don't know. It's super overwhelming. And I think to even somebody who has like an interest in it, like me, like it can get really overwhelming. And um, there's a lot of financial quote-unquote experts out there that will try to tell you exactly what you should do um and I'm kind of just really tired of old white men trying to tell me what I should do with my life um wow say it louder for the people (laughs) um and like 
going with (laughs) success is not a one size fits all. And like what that looks like for you. Like I think personal finance is also not a one size fits all. And so there's a lot of pressure when you're young to like set yourself up for the rest of your life. But it's like, just find something that you are interested in and that gets you excited and curious and, and run with it. So like, yes, you should, you should work on financial literacy, but like what aspect of that gets the wheels turning and like wants, like gets you to want to know more. Right. Like, is it budgeting? Is it investing? Is it Airbnb properties? Yeah, exactly. So like, I think my hot take there is like, just, just find what gets you excited about your, your financial development and growth and, and go from there. Don't fly doge to the moon if you don't care. Doge to the moon. Um, I have a hot take. <laughs> Ashley, nobody asked you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have a hot Please take. Share with the class. I'm reading a nonfiction book, believe it or not, but like lightly. Um, besides, besides fiction books. Um, so I'm like barely making progress through it. That's called That Sounds Fun. My friend gave it to me um, when she skipped town. And she, or in this book, she's talking about how we need to stop forcing people and we need to stop letting people tell us just because you're good at some small trivial thing or you have a talent doesn't mean you have to monetize it. Let's just go back to doing stuff for the sake of having hobbies and having no Mm -hmm. pressure on it and keeping stuff fun. True. We don't have to monetize just because you know how to like, I don't know, paint a picture or arrange some flowers or like write well. You don't have to go and monetize it and make it into this own little side passive income business just because you're good at something and you enjoy doing it. Keep some stuff as just hobbies. That is very true. Or else We've you might start about hating that before, it. But it's always a good reminder. Yeah. We don't need to monetize all of our hobbies Evergreen. for them to be beautiful and ex- successful and exciting for us. It's true. Retweet. Evergreen stuff. Yeah. All right. Well. And with that, I think we've solved all the world's problems and world peace. I feel like that's what you said to stay at the end of most episodes. And with that, I think we've solved. (laughs) Keep it going. I think that um, we should all vote for us for mayor of our nearest city. Because we are a straight gift from God, aren't we? Continue these conversations, open up to those around you, make some friends, get some financial literacy, and uh, don't take life too seriously, kids. We're all dust. Um, Delaney, do you have any books or podcasts you want to recommend? Just in general? Okay. Then what I've been listening to while I work, it's called Two Hot Takes. It's this podcast where like these girls go through Reddit and they like give commentary it's such a good idea. on it's like fun. different re- – they're such juicy stories. Um, they're always themed with like a specific like area – of like life or whatever. Um, super, super interesting. I've also been listening to the, uh, how is it Nick Vial? Okay. Yeah. So I've been listening to his podcast, but just the bachelorette recaps, because I simply cannot bear to watch the episodes anymore. Like I'm like rolling my eyes Me at either. everything that happens. I refuse. I refuse yeah. to give them any money. Um, <laughs> Through my one viewer. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then the other <clears throat> book that I just kind of cracked open is, um, I think it's called Grit. I don't know. I just grabbed it at Target because I was trying to find something to like add to my library. True Grit. Is that what you're speaking of? True Grit. <laughs> 2013. <laughs> um, but it's basically about how like, it doesn't really matter what your 
background is and like how much education you've had, like grit's kind of like the one defining quality of all successful people. And so that's, that's been, it's actually 2010, Ashley. Mm, What can you do? Um, that reminds me, Delaney, grit being the one defining like common denominator for success. It reminds me of a quote from my favorite president, Mr. Calvin Coolidge. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we hear about Calvin all the time. We hear about Calvin. We've spoken about him again, and we're going to speak about him right again now. We're this is such a niche interest you have. Well, no, it's not an interest that I like sparked myself. I didn't like cultivate it and grow it in my own thought garden, but my womb. dad sent me this quote because my dad would send me like my car insurance tabs or whatever it's I don't know anything about cars but he would send it to me when I would be away at school and sometimes he would include a quote by like Rocky Balboa or in this case Mr. Calvin Coolidge and I will uh read it to you so I hyped it up really high so here we go and buckle up I'm ready for my monologue nothing in the world can take the place of persistence which is you know very similar to grit Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. The slogan press on has solved and always will solve the problems of the human race. And you know what? It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Do you even know what time frame Calvin Coolidge was president? No, but it's a quick Google search away. I'm literally still <laughs> hung up on when you said I did not cultivate and grow it in my own thought garden. Or you know Sometimes words like that come into my brain and I've never heard that before, but it just kind of fell out of my mouth and I kind of liked it. Abby's a poet laureate of our generation. You're, you're giving me a lot of reusable lines tonight and I'm, I'm really excited to, to walk away with that. To implement yeah. them? Okay, it was the 20s, you guys. He was the 30th U.S. president, in case anyone knows. <laughs> all right. It was a better time for America, a better time for us all. <laughs> it was the Great Depression. <laughs> no, the Great Depression was the 30s. This was just, like, before shit hit the fan. Oh, oh. Wasn't, like, the 20s like, the good times? Yeah, it was the flappers and stuff that totally went at us. <laughs> the speakeasies. Telling an entire country that they can't have alcohol? What did they think was going to happen? That's funny. Yeah, we would have had a fun. Okay. (laughs) I wish I could have met Mr. Coolidge. I think we should end with closing hot takes. Oh, closing hot takes? Closing hot takes, yeah. Closing Um, hot takes. I actually have a hot take. I think I took this from a podcast or TikTok, like everything else in my life, but I think it's applicable to so many avenues. My hot take is it's okay to quit, to know when to tap out. Uh, Like when you're little and your parents are like, no, you're not allowed to quit soccer or something. Well, Mm -hmm. now that you're adults and even in high school, like you're more self-aware, it's okay to quit something if you just know it's not working for you. And that can be something small, like your friends are forcing you to take another shot. And you're like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna. I know I I shouldn't. Or (laughs) you like... I don't know, you've been at a job for a long time and you just know that's not a a relationship. It's okay to quit. That's interesting. And I think that's also a little bit of maturity in some, some, I think teaching kids, like when you're saying like you can't quit soccer, I think that's that's actually good and instills good. But what older you get and more self-aware you get, it's okay to know yourself and know that you're, I'm wasting time here. And if you're having fun at the party, you can leave. Yeah, exactly. I'm not proving anything to myself by staying. I'm just proving stuff to other people, which is stupid. True. True, true, true. I should have said that earlier in the episode, but that's a hot take. (laughs) That's why we're doing it now. 
Yeah. My take has to do with the sunken cost fallacy. Yes, it is a big word, which is where people are kind of thinking like in the terms of I've already put so much time, effort, money and energy into a relationship that doesn't necessarily make you feel happy or fulfilled. And Mm -hmm. you're just like, I've already put so much time of this. Like sometimes it's years. Like I've put years of my life into this relationship or years of my life into this career path that I don't necessarily love. And it's like, well, that'll all be a waste if I choose to like change or do something else with my life. And that's the fallacy of it all is because it, it's actually not a waste if you just appreciate it for what it was. And yes, maybe it didn't get you exactly where you thought it was going to, but it will get you to where you want to go next because all rejection is a redirection, as we have said on this podcast before. But just don't don't allow yourself to settle or to stay in anything for so long just because you've already invested time, energy, or money into it. Like you've just got to divert you've got to cut your losses and you've got to do what makes you happy next yeah and it's not a waste because every season i think is lends some sort of value right that's it that's all me what about you delaney (laughs) Um, (laughs) i actually i feel like i've said something similar to both of what you and ashley have touched on recently um but i think my hot take is that like when you are looking for a bunch of no's and everything keeps saying yes, like just leap. That's my, especially in, in your twenties when there's like no attachments to anything, like just say yes. Uh, Be a yes some, man. Unless you have a mortgage and I a mean, child, but for people like sometimes, us. Sometimes, sometimes a, a internal yes is not an external yes. So like, but that like you just don't shy away from opportunity and self-sabotage yourself because you are worried about the future. Like just you don't know what the future is going to become. So just leap. Just go with it. Just become just create the future that you want it to become. You should become a life coach, Delaney. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a good hobby that you could monetize. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nothing. My, yeah, you giving free fun advice to friends that's helpful should actually be monetized. You should make money for that. All of our thoughts. It is, you should do it nothing just for fun. Say yeah. that not all hobbies have yeah, to be yeah. monetized. Yes. Yes. It's called irony. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> have you ever heard of the uh, wicked um, fallacy? Um, I'm dead. You guys, it's been a joy and it's been a pleasure, and I feel um, really exhausted. capable. Oh. I feel capable. No, I feel capable. I feel like it's I'm walking midnight. away from this conversation to take forth what we've discussed and apply it. I do. I one last. It's one sentence of a hot take, and we said this seven hundred times, especially in earlier episodes. But keep making yourself proud. That's a hot take. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Okay, Delaney, do you want anyone to ever reach out to you, or do you want to stay off the grid? No, people can reach out to me. I guess. Well, if you're in Denver, <laughs> she's begging. <laughs> Friends galore. Come on, come all. Come to the show. Now that there's a student um, ice cream shop, Delaney spends a lot of time in line in either uh, texting me or crying. So go find it I there. mean, okay, here's the thing. I've become very okay with making fun of myself recently. You have. You've really matured, actually, in that respect. But at the same time, like, I was at a work happy hour, and I was like, oh, like, I have a really cool pool. Like a few of you should come over one weekend for like a barbecue and like a pool day. And then how old are these people? They're, they're about my age. I'm I'm the youngest one at the office, but they're about my age. 
and um, subtle flex youngest one at the office that's code word for their 27 <laughs> and um they feel like my she age. didn't say no <laughs> and so one guy he was like oh can I bring my my girlfriend like she's been saying how she wants to make friends and like one girl was like well Delaney's not really in the market to be turning down friends right now stop that's I actually so rude Wait, no it's like it's i know her personality and like our kind of like work work friend vibe relationship i guess but at the but same time i was like she's not wrong and i wasn't upset about what she said but i was like it's it's a sad reality not a sad reality because it's like i'm a- available to to making more friends but yeah. i think that um yeah. An open heart posture, if you will. <laughs> I'm not in the market to be turning down friends right now. That's the moral of the story. So I don't think any of us are ever in the market to be turning no down is. friends. No one ever is. From the time you're in kindergarten and to when you're not. like popular in high school and college, like and past all that, you're never in the market to turn down friends. Um it's criminal that everyone is always saying that like they know people that are looking for more friends, but no one ever wants to like ask people out in a friendship way. It's just also right. criminal. Well, on that note, <laughs> reach out to Delaney. You can find her at uh, Delaney. What killer? Do you have any numbers after your Instagram Why handle? You, I thought you like let the your guests like say what they. All right, all right. Pimp yourself out. Where can the people find you? If you like, I know you, you like to stick to our script. <laughs> I've listened to too many episodes for you to deviate. Delaney said that it's Delaney said it's criminal how often that we I say um it's a gift from God on the show. I didn't show. say it's criminal. Also I said I could have a drinking time. game. To you, okay, we should have a drinking game for um, yeah, Fever Dream, Song for Another Time, and Gift from God. Yes, well, those are good catchphrases that you will see on merch um, at a store near you. Yeah, same with us. Probably not a store. No, no brick and mortar. Oh my god, Dust Mentality. That would be so good. <laughs> I'm screaming. We're adding it to the list. Dust Mentality on a baseball cap. That's hilarious. <laughs> with little particles of dust. Conversation started to make friends. It all comes back. Also, if they don't have a copyrighted party over here, it would be a good one, too. Totally. Okay, what's your handle? Pimp yourself um, out. You can find me on Instagram, at Delaney Keeler. I deleted my TikTok because I was addicted, so... Freak! Oh, my God. So she's so TikToks. much better than us. She doesn't watch TV and she doesn't have TikTok. She sends me reels around the clock, <laughs> so it's kind of the same difference. <laughs> Everyone, Delaney is spelled in a really fun, cool way. It's D-A-L, not D-E, just so you know. Now I only associate Delaney as DA. Everyone else is freaks. That spells a DE. You could also call her DK for fun. Brings back the college days. You could. Cute. You could. Yeah. I want you to get a necklace that says DK. Me? To get. Yeah. I think it would no, be funny. I think, so the reason I got that necklace was because, or that. Oh, not, wait, you did get not it. Not the necklace, the nickname. Sorry. Jeez, it's silly. Oh. Um, I was in a silly, goofy mood. <laughs> Add to the drinking games how many times Abby does that laugh she just did. And then also how many times Abby imitates a voice. She does voices like Mrs. Doubtfire or sings. Wait, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, I'm only going to talk to you in TikTok voiceovers from now on. So pitch perfect. You know pitch perfect where they do the riff off? We should make that into the game, but like with TikTok. Yes. I am so down. Gap in the market. I might not have any financial literacy, but my TikTok literacy is at an all-time high. Don't let your defining decade become the mismarketed one. Just do your own thing, all right, people? Signing off. You got it out there. Almost Friday. All right.